You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. remember who said it, but it's a Buddhist idea, a Cohen or whatever, that you should think about death every single day, your own death for like three minutes. And this actually brings a greater sense of peace and acceptance of the world around you. And I don't think I consciously started doing that. I just turned 40 at one point, went, oh shit. (laughs) And so you start thinking about your own death every day, whether you really planned on it or not. But it is true. It's really frightening for a while. And after a period of time, it Actually, I don't know if comforting is the right word, but there is a sort of Elizabeth Kubler-Ross sense of acceptance that comes with the idea at some point, which I think is, to some degree, with this new movie called Swan Song, and there have been three movies in the last year and a half called Swan Song that have come out. So, to be clear, this is the one that stars Mahershala Ali. Not <laughs> I think this is kind of the idea that it's focusing on, those stages of grief and reaching that, but not through the death of someone else, which is usually what it's about, like how you deal with the death of a loved one. This is when you're dealing with the death of yourself, but with the help of yourself. Sound confusing? Well, it's not really. It's pretty straightforward when you realize that this is very near future sci-fi in a sort of black mirror mold, if you will. But, you know, one of those episodes that doesn't end in a big Twilight zone twist. One of those ones that's more like, hey, you know, maybe technology's not all that bad. Yeah. I can dig it, brother. <laughs> Let's talk about this movie. Joining me is Bradley Martin. Hello. Or are you Bradley? Which Bradley are you? I'm just being sure. Well, which Bradley is anybody, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> and also joining me is Bradley 2, known as Melina. <laughs> Hello. I could be Bradley 3. I don't know. They probably wiped my memory by now. It's hard to tell. And Bradley 9,762.5, Jordan. I swear, I already reviewed Swan Song. What am I doing here? (laughs) See, it's the multiplicity problem. Right? Oh, yeah. Apparently there is a glitch. Also, this version of Jordan has slightly bigger tits than my last version, so... That's okay. I look forward to the part where y'all cross multiverses and get to fight Willem Dafoe together. That should be interesting. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I already got my battle plan drawn. (laughs) Wait, I swore we weren't going to talk about Spider-Man. This will be like the third review in a row that somehow Spider-Man found its way into it. Okay, no more of that nonsense. Let's talk about Swan Song, which is directed by Benjamin Cleary, who's best known for a short film he did called Stutterer that earned him an Academy Award for Best Live Action Short Film at the 88th Academy Awards. But I'm not sure if this is first feature or what have you, but either way, getting a star as big and as hot as Mahershala Ali right now is right off the bat like, oh, damn, you must be doing something right here. Benjamin Cleary also wrote the script and he got along with him, who was decidedly the lead star and the best supporting actor, (laughs) Naomi Harris, who plays his wife, Aquafina, Glenn Close and Adam Beach. The story here follows Marshala Ali, plays Cameron Turner, who is in a great relationship with his wife, Naomi Harris, Poppy. They have a child, and she's pregnant with another child, 
and they love each other like crazy. In fact, the movie doubles down on it by flashing back regularly to like literally one of the cutest meet cutes ever. Didn't you love that? I rarely get affected by that stuff, but this when Harry met Sally to me, I was like, oh, yeah, God, right. it's so sweet. <laughs> it was genuine. Mm -hmm. I can just watch a couple more minutes of this. I'm really loving it. Yeah. Only great actors could pull it off, and they really do. There's a scene, there's like a misunderstanding, and when he realizes what's happened, he's just laughing about how funny and cute it is himself, and it just, you just can't help but smile. And you immediately, and this is early in the film, you immediately go, man, I like this dude. I know. <laughs> but then we discover that he's holding on to a secret. Uh-oh. But the secret is nothing nefarious, but it is indeed terrible. He has got some sort of inoperable cancer. He has got a terminal illness. He is going to die. There's no way out of it. But he's at that stage of it where you can't really tell. He has, like, seizures and passes out. But so far, his family is unaware of what's happening. Mm -hmm. He's really weirded out about it because... His wife, Poppy, has already lost people close to her, her brother. Yeah. And it just devastated her. Like, she literally wasn't even able to come out of her room for over a year. And she's said, in reference to what Ali is going to do here, which is a very experimental cloning-type treatment, mm -hmm. and we'll get into what that is specifically, she says, I wouldn't want that to do that for me or for you or for anyone else, because I would know immediately things weren't right. Well, how does this work? Well, he ends up contacting the company run by Glenn Close, who lives in this beautiful Art Deco home way out on, like, I don't know, Canada or something. Brad, maybe you could tell me. It looked cold, and there was lots of lakes and fog and shit, but, like, <laughs> on a mountainous island. Probably Vancouver, yeah. It could be Vancouver. I don't remember if they said or not, but either way. So he gets out there. They basically create, down to the tiniest molecule, except for your terminal illness, an exact clone of you. Now, if this was just a Black Mirror episode where they'd have less time, they'd go, okay, but the deal is once you make the decision to do it and all your memories are transferred into it, you cease to exist right then and there, and you're just automatically in the clone, which would immediately bring up questions of identity and is it really you? But it's even worse than that, that it's not that simple. Once they've done that procedure... You have to interact with your own clone for, like, a while yeah. to make sure all the memories are intact. I mean, you have to talk to yourself with every memory and talk about identity crisis. Well, this is basically this film with the really smart addition of Aquafina here, who plays another patient who is on the island, who has already done this. Her clone is out in the world. And at this point, she's literally just waiting to die. And they sort of form a, a friendship on this island. This is a, I don't want to even say dark sci-fi. It's a dark subject, but I feel like it's mm -hmm. real point is dealing with, like I said, those thoughts of how do you deal with the thoughts of your own death, of who you leave behind, and with ideas of identity. Who are we really? What makes us us? Would we be the same person if there was an exact duplicate of us? Mm -hmm. Are we the same? Thankfully, this film dodges any question of spirituality and the soul, which... Yeah could certainly make an interesting movie if that's what you wanted to focus on. But this film goes, well, this film would be another hour longer and would probably make people angry. Let's forget about all that question and just deal with the more, the central identity questions. And I've got to tell you guys, I actually found this really rewarding. When I was first introduced to the idea, I went, this just sounds like another Black Mirror episode, which I realize people say about almost every sci-fi film these days that doesn't involve Chris Pratt, like, jumping off of light speeders and shit. <laughs> It's only a matter of time. <laughs> but it just really is a thoughtful, well-shot art film. When I signed up for it, it was because I saw the trailer and thought, I have ultimately no idea what this is going to be about and what tone it's going to take. 
I just want to see it because I love Mahershala Ali and it'd be great to see him getting to play dual roles, which seems to be like every actor's dream. Mm. And I ended up, like you, finding this incredibly rewarding, extremely thoughtful that I think goes out of its way to dodge being overly dark. I've not been able to stop thinking about it since I watched it a couple of days ago. Now, me personally, I think this premise is, on paper, absolutely terrible. Mm -hmm. Glenn Close approached me, I'd say, listen, science lady, because I get really <laughs> condescending when I'm scared. You can't just replace me and take away my big family's right to go through grief. That's disgusting. But Marahash Ali really won me over with his performance. And by the end of it, I thought maybe that would be an interesting route to take. I still wouldn't. I, I do think people need to grieve appropriately when horrible things happen. But it's a complex issue because we forgot to mention the key thing is part of the agreement, your family cannot know. Yeah. And in fact, after a point, once we've done the initial introductions, your clone's memory will be wiped. So it will think it's you and this procedure never happened oh, and sure. life goes on as usual. So like your family doesn't deal with grief because on some level, there's nothing to grieve, exactly. at least not for them, yeah. because you haven't gone anywhere. And that gives me the other type of uh, situation why I don't like this premise. The same when, when I watched Us or when I watched uh, Lots of Love Bear see himself get replaced in Toy Story 3. That, like, horrifies me, the idea that I could be so easily replaced by something. Like, whoa, Body Snatchers, uh, maybe I watched it too young because that just freaks me out. But as I said earlier, this performance is just wonderful. And I wouldn't be surprised if he snuck into some nominations during the award season. He has been getting some. Yeah, I would be upset if Marshala Ali wasn't being nominated he is incredible here in the dual role i do want to highlight naomi harris glenn close are also just exceptional but i also think aquafina is my other absolute favorite performance she does so much with her screen time right. this premise it could have gone in several different directions like yes it does avoid spirituality and concepts of the soul. And I still found this engaging. The future, the future look of it was actually quite nice. It was subtle, but you could still tell, oh, this is very, very far down the line. Oh, yeah. That was another thing I, I kept thinking about watching this because try and imagine yourself, look back and see what the technology was at a mere 10 years ago. Right. And now look at where it is now. And how we're living in the sci-fi equivalent future of what this movie is to us. Because this is not far future at all. Almost every tech they show in this is like, yeah, this is already stuff you can kind of do yeah. now. Yeah. The beginnings are already there. We're seeing this happen in front of us. And 10 years from now, this feels completely a plausible future. Mm -hmm. Even the idea of creating a clone. Now, the hard part would be, uploading consciousness we're not there yet yeah certainly sure but they are able to like do stuff like put electrodes up to you and make you feel sensations in different parts of your body artificial aptic feedback if you will they can make you have very specific images that you see that we're slowly but surely approaching understanding how to electrically transfer information to the brain yeah. wow scary but fascinating but that is the most far-fetched part i like that everything else did feel so this isn't very far away which i think is necessary for the audience to feel connected to the topic because it is something 
that there's more to the idea than just, well, what would you do if you were in this situation, right? Sure. Exactly. Yeah. They want you to consider that sense of who are you? What makes you you? What defines you? And you can't stop thinking about it afterwards. And you can't stop thinking of so many different ways which that question is not simple. One of my favorite things about this was not just how seamlessly they were able to work the technology in, not only so that a lot of the plot turns that come along make sense to where it's like, okay, well, how are they keeping track of this? How would this work? How would they make sure that there was not a mistake made? And it's like, yeah, because they're really, with the technology they have, you understand how this could go from point A to point B, and that wouldn't be an issue. The other thing that I really loved is that there's never a point where the movie stops and just kind of points at the technology and finds a way to just stop and explain it to the audience or for the sake of you understanding what's going on. They just kind of throw you into this world where it's like, yeah, there are self-driving cars. Yeah, we don't have phones anymore. We have watches that basically pull up a holographic screen that you can take pretty much everywhere. You have contact lenses that have cameras that feed into your earphones and they're never discussed. They're just brought in early on and we see the characters using them so that over time we just come to an understanding of how they work and how they serve the plot. Yeah, and they all feel like natural extensions of shit we already have right now. Sure. You're like, oh yeah, that's yeah. that's where things are going. And honestly, I can't wait. I want the contact lenses that you can like, right. full on see little cute animated things pop in front of Hey Chris, how you doing today? I'm good, little booger. How are you? <laughs> pop him. <laughs> and the movie is beautifully written. It is very much does still have a great conversation about what it is to really live, to have a life, and what you build and what you do, and even what you're going to leave behind. It, it, it's very fascinating throughout. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I love the idea, even if they don't clone, the idea of being able to upload your consciousness to something. Come on. We've explored that idea before in lots of ways. And I'm always like, I don't even need another body. You can put me in the Matrix. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know it's not a real steak. But God damn, does it taste like one. I mean, we've all seen the true philosophical masterpiece, Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Sixth Day. Mm -hmm. Good Lord, I forgot that even existed. We've mentioned Black Mirror. The, what I think I really loved about this movie was that it does take a concept that we have definitely seen explored, the uploading of consciousness. What is identity? What is it that makes you, you? I feel like what I was so afraid that they were going to do is take that very well-traveled path, which is we're going to inevitably find a way to explore this to where it's negative yeah. we're going to make it so that this becomes a cautionary tale and if this reminded me of anything it was the black mirror episode san junipero where they do discuss this but instead of making it scary and apocalyptic they're like why don't we take a look at how great this could actually have the potential to be if done right? Yeah, like the idea, which I find absolutely fascinating and I'm indeed kind of obsessed over, and taking away any discussion of the soul or mm -hmm. spirituality. So let's just go, regardless of how you personally feel about it, put yourself in the mindset, there is no such thing, this is all we get, just this world, which is all we scientifically know at this point, mm -hmm. but... How does one go on? How could we, what is life extension at this point? What does it look like? And this is another way of looking at it, but I think that it avoids a lot of the Twilight Zone-y slash Black Mirror-y tropes. There's a point where in the top of the third act, we are like, uh-oh, it's going to go there. I it's going to so. get into something. But it's not. This movie isn't about that. It's a very thoughtful, kind of arty, really performance-driven and cerebral film that, like Melina said, just sticks with you for days afterwards thinking about it. Mm -hmm. 
But let's go to final thoughts. Brad, assuming that uh, your background is, I, I heard a bit of screaming coming from your background. I'm not sure if it was your other self who was planning on killing later, but. Well, not planning on. <laughs> Desperately trying to get out. <laughs> no, impromptu things happen. I mean, first you have sex with them, but then you have to kill them. <laughs> I mean, it's technically masturbation. That's fascinating already. Yeah, that's like Scalazzi in the uh, Red Shirts novel. If anybody is interested in crazy sci-fi, it goes over a concept like that. It's mm -hmm. Yeah, brilliant. good book. Fun book. But what are your final thoughts? So I hated, then slowly started to enjoy, then ended up loving this. To reach back to your comments on thinking about your own death, as a young father, I thought about my young death every day because I would have to drive in Seattle weather. And before I'd leave the house, my oldest daughter, who was toddlerish at the time, was first learning to talk. And she would say to me, bye, dad, I'll never forget you oh, every geez. day when I would leave the house. <laughs> Well, to be fair, kids at that age don't exactly like, object yeah. permanence is a weird thing for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, contemplating my mortality and my loosening grip on the coil that keeps me alive it happened. So this really, the performance is just incredible for me to want this sick man to somehow overcome his illness and get what he wants. Then as the film goes on, think, whoa, you, you can't just treat your clone like a contractual agreement you want to back out of, you freaking monster. Who who does that? <laughs> and yeah, before Brad would have been like, Cl clones aren't people. But somehow this, this performance had me saying, Dolly was a saint. That sheep was a saint. <laughs> the mastery of that alone, I'm going to have to give this 7.5 cups of apple juice out of 10. Jordan? I found this very fascinating. Marshala Ali, incredible, should get so many nominations. Like, that's the other constant I found reviewing this swan song and Udo Kier's swan song. It's like, these are two of the absolute best performances of the year and both deserve so much award recognition. Beautifully written, great cinematography, and it just looks gorgeous. And the score is also very good, understated, but it kicks in just really when it needs to i do highly recommend this it's fascinating intriguing and i'm going to give it eight and a half real estate listings out of ten i really didn't work on my rate <laughs> <laughs> real estate listings okay. well a titan aquafina's character that's i know that's fair it counts melina what about I, you i did love her line did she try to sell you a house it's what we do. <laughs> Aquafina, wow, totally playing against type. And an example of one of the many great performances in here. I think the only person who I can't say is great is Adam Beach. Not because he's bad, but because I was like, the second time I've seen him in a movie this year where I'm like, are they ever going to give this guy anything to do <laughs> like, other than just stand there? Even in Suicide Squad, it's like, yeah, nice to have you here, Adam Beach. No, go. <laughs> with this movie, yeah, I watched it and I was kind of like you, Bradley. I was iffy with the premise because I was sitting there thinking, do I agree with this on a philosophical level? And I think the mark of a great sci-fi film is that it challenges that perspective and it really does make you have to reconsider. And by the end of this, I thought the only people I could really see hating this are people who just on a philosophical level cannot get behind something like this. But even if you don't like this because of that, I think you at least have to appreciate the artistry not just behind the script and how smart and thought-provoking it is, but 
just how well put together this movie is. Like you were saying, Jordan, it is a beautiful score, excellent cinematography. Mahershala Ali doing a dual role that I think is even more challenging than a typical dual role would be and that all of the differences that he has to portray are incredibly subtle, as is the point of how he and his clone are so similar and yet not quite the same. I've been thinking about this movie nonstop since I saw it, almost as much as I've been thinking about Spider-Man No Way Home. I know, right? <laughs> I recommend this highly, and I am going to give this 8.5 out of 10 Echo Bars, which look delicious. Man, 2022 is the year of, like, the multiple identities, isn't it? I can't believe <laughs> we haven't gotten, like, a new film about Sybil or something out here. Uh, Moon Knight's going to take care of that. I hope that's what 2022 is known for. <laughs> we had Doom Patrol, <laughs> Spider-Man, this. You know, I'm still waiting for that remake of Multiplicity. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see like the 17 Michael Keaton's now all older and seeing what happens. <laughs> you know, I think the main people are going to have a problem with this film. And I don't even mean like angry at it, but will just have a hard time immersing themselves in the questions that you need to be asking yourself to get anything out of it or people who cannot separate themselves from thinking about these ideas from their belief in the soul. Now, I think a lot of people can do that who do believe in souls, but I know people who couldn't, and it would just make them mad to be asked to consider it in this way. And the film just doesn't approach the question. I mean, it literally never comes up in any way. And I think that's important because regardless of what you believe in happens to you afterwards, this is more about, like I said, your identity. What makes you, you? Doesn't matter if you believe that that's a soul or something else. Swan Song is beautiful. It's touching. At points, teases you that it might become a different type of movie than it is, but ultimately it is just a cerebral voyage into the self and one that's so well acted that sci-fi rarely gets nominated for stuff, but Maharshala Ali is just so tremendous in this thing and he, it's his movie and his movie that, <laughs> that I don't see a lot of awards coming from the big two because... It is a kind of small, released on Apple sci-fi movie, but it should have them nonetheless. And in fact, anybody who likes really, really smart philosophical science fiction should watch this movie. I'm going to give this 9 out of 10 Mahershala Ali's. I knew someone had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? It's none of y'all. I, I was like, I better get a backup ready because somebody else is going to take that. But 